Arizona straight to the line. There's the snap to Murray. Murray looks left, pumps once, looking, looking. A lot of time. Now he throws, and it's intercepted by the Lions. Picked off down the left sideline. Oromorier picks up a block at the 30, 25, 20, Amani 10, 5, and he's spun out of bounds right there. I see you, 24. I see you. Welcome to another episode of the 20 Minute in the Huddle podcast, and I am joined this week by Jet Mockins. And Jet, welcome to the pod. Appreciate you you taking the time. I know you're fitting me between some meetings and practice here, so we always appreciate you. Always got time for you guys. Jet is the assistant special teams coach, and you began your coaching career as an intern and an assistant with the offense and the with the Broncos. Um, And then, obviously, you you don't come here. You're working with special teams, but you are the son of former um, Lions running back coach and. Buffalo offensive coordinator um, Curtis Mockins. I was just curious, what was it like growing up in kind of that that football family, that foot that football atmosphere? Growing up, like man, my earliest memories they all come from uh, being at practice, being in the office. I mean, I remember, you know, waking up five o'clock in the morning, grab my sleeping bag, and we go to work with Dad, and uh, I I, t- I fall asleep on the floor, um, and then like he writes the whole schedule up on the board. And then I just, you know, look at the clock, figure out what time it is, and then I know exactly where to go. And I'm, you know, maneuvering the Georgia Tech campus downtown. And then eventually that just turned into me going to training camps once he got into the NFL. And then, you know, just not missing a day, really. I mean, I was, I was, in, the, I was in the building every single day growing up. That had to have been such a fun child. Absolutely. I mean, growing around the guys oh. and football and practice and just that, that, that mm-hmm. atmosphere. Oh, absolutely. I was always surrounded by, like, great football players, a lot of great men. Um, so that was uh, that was some of my favorite stuff growing up. Now your dad coached here in Detroit from 2013 to 2015, I believe. Yes, and so I'm I'm just curious when you were around, how much were you familiar with Detroit? What were your impressions of Detroit at at a young age there when when your dad was here? Yeah, so that was uh, that's actually right when I went to college. So the only time I was really coming back to to Detroit was for like Christmas break. Um, you know, a short little. I was playing football at the time, so I didn't yeah. have like a summer break. Um, so I was really only in here at, at short periods. Uh, the winters were long, uh, and the days were – it wasn't a lot of sun. So, I mean, I was coming from Buffalo, though, so it was really not much of a difference in terms of the weather. Um, you know, the city was being built up still, but, you know, I really liked it. Now, you were in Buffalo, though, when you were in high school, correct? Yes, yep. And so what was that like with your dad, you know, coaching, obviously, in in the city, and then you, obviously, being high school? I mean, was dad – did dad make it to Friday Night Lights? I mean, what was yeah. that like when, when he was there? And just, just having your dad there and you there in, in that time, was that a special time for you? Yeah, that was a really special time for me. Um, my dad got to go to a lot of my games during that time because – uh, we lived in Orchard Park. The Bills facility is in Orchard Park, so, I mean, we were one exit away. I mean, it took him three minutes to get home, five minutes to get to the school. I mean, we were – I would leave school every day, and I'd go straight to the facility. Um, so we, we had a lot of time together uh, in the weight room, on the field, and then just, just up in the office, like, hanging out. What an advantage there, right, having a dad who, you know, obviously a great offensive mind, right, can teach you the little things here and there. Mm-hmm. And, and how much did you, was that an advantage for you growing up, just some of those little hints that, look, my son plays football, I, I can't give him the things that your dad can give him. And, and just how fun was that give and take between you and your dad as well? Um, It was fun. At times it was a little hard because he has <laughs> he had a high standard. I can imagine. And uh, at times I probably just didn't play up to it, up to, you know, a, a, the standard I could have played to. And uh, so he was really good at putting his thumb on me when he had to, but also just like uh, being a dad. He he wasn't like you know super 
pushy, making me do certain things, but he just let me do, you know, what I wanted, and uh, he encouraged me whenever I needed it, and, uh, you know, I love him for it. It was great. So when did you decide to get into coaching? When was kind of that bug, and what were you doing leading up to, to, to that time after you finished with, with school? Yeah, so when I knew I was going to coach was right when I stopped playing football. Um, I, play, I was a JUCO player. Um, I got hurt. I couldn't stay healthy, and then when I decided to put the cleats up, it was like, man, I don't I don't know what else I'm going to do. Like, I never really thought about anything else other than football. Still so had the itch, right? It was just natural for me to, to step into this role, um, especially seeing it done my whole life by, you know, all the coaches that I've, that I've been around. And I'm speaking with uh, Jet Mockins, the official special teams coach here for the Detroit Lions. And so you get into coaching, right? You, you, you do the assistant coaching with the offense, but then last year you get a, a, um, an opportunity to be kind of a, the full – or you get an opportunity to be a full-time kind of assistant coach guy just what was that like working with a specific group and kind of being attached to to a unit um I loved it uh especially being like on this in the special teams role um it's so much bigger than just one unit you get the whole you work with the whole team the whole roster um so like working with the receivers it was much more smaller group you know I didn't quite have the same relationship with maybe some of the defensive players that I do now as a special team coach I mean I really have a relationship with just about every single player on this team, and that's one of my favorite things about this job. I, I love that, especially about special teams. And that's what's unique about special teams, too, isn't it? Because, I mean, when we get into camp at the regular season, there's so much change over at the bottom of the roster, just mm -hmm. how it works. And a lot of those roles are going to be special team specific and, mm -hmm. and what you need and what you fit. And, and just what's it like to, to young guys who maybe have never played special teams in their life, right? They've been their star at Oklahoma State they've been whatever that middle linebacker they've, they've been the guy and never do special teams and now they've got to transition to that role that that that, that, that might be where they make this roster mm -hmm. and, and just the buy-in there and getting guys to do it just what is that 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 like just really having your your hand on every single aspect of this roster um you know it's uh it's definitely a learning curve for those guys that come in that didn't have a lot of special teams reps um, so we got to get them caught up with the techniques that we're using, um, some of the schemes that we'll be doing, uh, which really that's what we're doing right now. And then all summer in training camp is just getting in a bunch of hours, a lot of reps to get those guys up to speed. But really when it comes down to the game time, a lot of those guys that are exceptional defensive players or offensive players, that skill set bleeds into, this, into the special teams game as well. And those guys end up making plays in the return game and out in coverage. So. Um, you know, ball players can play no yeah. matter what, what phase it is, really. It's just getting them up to speed with the techniques that, that we want them to use. You know, one position group people are talking about a lot, maybe a little bit of uncertainty. Now there's, you know, a, a lot of depth at the linebacker spot. You know, Love those boys. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See, I know you get excited yeah. right away because linebackers to me just like totally translate to special teams. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just size, speed, combination and everything. Being able to play in space, the good ones, a crisp board comes absolutely. to mind. Um, and just how important... Um, is that position group in terms of developing a, a really good core special teams group? We look at you know some of the really good special teams in the past with the Jalen Rees Mabins and, mm -hmm. and that linebacker position always seems like that position where you can really get some core guys. Oh, absolutely! You know, out of the linebacker position, we look for just four core demons, like pure just playmakers, guys that are gonna you know have a lot of different styles to their game, like the guys we have in our room. You mentioned um, Board. You know, he can go out. He's a really physical player, but he can also slash around. He's going to go make plays. We got Woods, another slash around playmaker. We just drafted Rodriguez. He's a, you know, he's a little bull. You know, we got a lot of different flavors in that room, and those guys, uh, when in the special teams role, that's a four-core role, and you, we want dominators. I mean, you mentioned it, Germ, last year. 
huge playmaker for us. So that's a lot of production that we're going to have to replace. And I think, you know, we got the right guys in the room, you know, from the top to the bottom. It's just going to be, you know, sorting that out when training camp comes through all the competition that we're going to get them in. And it's why I love talking to special teams guys is because, like we talked about off the top, they know the roster. And it's oh, not yeah. just specific to special teams as well. I mean, you mm-hmm. guys know how all the pieces have to fit together. Right. And so with that linebacker group, obviously it's going to be a real fun competition to watch in training camp. Mm-hmm. Do you like the, the different varying skill sets that, that you have in that group? And oh. can that be a matchup piece for you guys defensively? Oh, absolutely. That's a huge matchup piece. I mean, defensively, um, you know, AG, I know he loves having like a lot of different pieces that he can work with. I mean, you know, just being around coaching and being around ball, I think, you know, if you're a play caller, you want to have, you know, as many options as possible to, to have the success you want. And I think the players do that and having that diversity would do that. How important is it to have a head coach in Dan Campbell who really appreciates special teams? We talk about John Harbaugh a lot in Baltimore and how that's become, you know, something he really focuses on. And year after year after year, they're a really good special teams unit. But Mm -hmm. to me, from the outside looking in, it seems Dan might be one of those guys, too. He always talks about special teams, the importance of it. putting assets toward it and, and how nice is it to work for a head coach that that really values that aspect of the game oh it's incredible I mean coach Campbell he he doesn't miss a rep of special teams I mean he goes he comes into coach Phipps office every night and we watch every single every single clip uh you know from Indy whatever different drill it was the competitive drills and then the team situation I mean we watch it all um, and Coach Campbell, I mean, Coach Campbell, even yesterday, he made a, a massive emphasis to let these young guys know how important special teams is going to be moving forward for them making this roster. And also, I mean, m- you know, making just the NFL in general, right? I mean, it's, some guys are going to get cut from us and another team is going to pick them up. So, you know, you really got to put good stuff on film no matter what the situation is. Um, and it comes on special teams for a lot of these guys. And having a head coach that isn't afraid to maybe dial up a little, little razzle-dazzle on yeah. special teams, too. We saw that last year. That. You get excited a little oh, bit I there, do. right? Because yeah, Are you parts. like one of those guys that just sits at night like, okay, I'm in bed, I can't sleep. All right, what's this crazy special teams play that I could set up there? And and how yeah. open is Dave, to Dave Phipp, the, the special teams coordinator, to kind of implementing some of that stuff and allowing you to be creative and, and, oh. and kind of have your, your input in that coach as well? Coach Phipp is great. Coach Campbell is as well. Um, we, we're really – I mean, Coach Campbell is super aggressive, so – so he's always looking for, you know, any advantage he could find in the, in the special teams uh, phases. And then Coach Phipp as well. I mean, something that we do is we, we practice fakes. We practice different fakes. And he, you know, he loves me. He gives me the freedom to, you know, work on different fakes against our rush team um, that maybe we don't exactly have installed. And, you know, that's a lot of fun for me because I, I just like to I look at some of these offensive plays and I try to, you know, build it into maybe a punt. Or, uh, you know, some type of return. You maybe saw that in the Senior Bowl. We had a little reverse going. Yeah. I mean, we're all for all that stuff. What's it like working with with Dave? Dave, to me, seems like a a, a great coach. He's obviously had a lot of success in this Mm -hmm. league. And and to kind of cut your teeth under a guy like that, just how fortunate do you feel? Oh, I I couldn't work for, you know, somebody better. I'm extremely blessed to be working for Coach Phipp. Um, You know, he's a great man. You know, first of all, he has, you know, an extreme wealth of knowledge about the game. Uh, he's been in this position and in this league for quite some time now, and he's had the success that we all want to have. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl. He's had the top units multiple times. I mean, that's truly what you want as a coach is your guys to go out there and have the maximum amount of success. And uh, I think he pours into me every day. Uh, he, you know, he develops me as a coach, as a man also, um, which is still important for me. You know, I'm the youngest on the staff, so 
having you know some of these older guys to look up to and see how it's done the right way that you know that's big for me you know I, I take it as something important when I look at some special teams guys and and you know we talked about Jalen Reese maybe last year to me like that's kind of like a glue guy mm-hmm. to a roster right mm-hmm. you know a guy that can do multiple things but a really core special teams guy as well is, is that how you view sometimes those guys that that, that those guys that at that bottom of the roster and, and important core special teams guys that, that they can really be glue pieces to you because as you know they're also going to have to step in when an injury happens mm-hmm. too and now they've got all this on their plate but special teams never never wavers mm-hmm. to me those are kind of glue guys to a roster absolutely you agree? yeah jerry jacobs first person that comes oh uh, yeah mind. there you go you know one of the biggest glue guys at least for me you know i work a lot on the perimeter for all of our special teams units mm-hmm. so you know those gunners the corners uh, and that's Jerry. Um, Jerry's a great teammate. And, you know, a lot of those guys are. But, you know, seeing a guy who, you know, he might not be starting or getting all the defensive snaps he wants, but he takes every single special teams rep with the utmost seriousness and intent to get better. His teammates see that kind of stuff. They see how he works and that bleeds into every single part of his game. I mean, that type of success, when you work like that at, at everything, no matter what phase it is, like those guys, they are glue pieces and they, they really build up. When the bottom of your roster works like that, you know, it just elevates everybody. And what a great example. I'm glad you brought Jerry up because, right, he's the special teams guy. He earns those big roles. And mm-hmm. then there's some injuries big ahead injury. of that cornerback, right? Yep. And then all of a sudden he gets his opportunity to play on defense. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we hear words like bulldog and stuff like that. You knew you that know, since day one. A guy who just steps in and, and isn't afraid to be physical with wide receivers. Absolutely. Gets better as he goes. And now we're talking about him as kind of one of those pieces at cornerback too. Mm-hmm. And so what a great example right of a young guy find your niche get in Mm -hmm. right be a core special teams guy and who knows what happens right is that the is he almost a lesson you can use to young guys the example absolutely coach fip uses jerry as as a a lesson you know weekly almost um especially when we're talking about those perimeter players the young guys you know we got some young dbs and, and he's a great example to use every single time of how to come in every day get your work done attack your job um with purpose uh accept your role own your role and understand that you know there's bigger things down the road down the road as long as you just keep on developing getting better every single day like that your time will come you just have to be ready for it you're working on the outside so obviously the gunner roles are really really important you mm-hmm. mentioned jerry he's working his way back we'll mm-hmm. kind of see where, where he's at come training camp but you know bobby price is a guy that's oh, been yeah. there mike hughes yes, do, do you have some guys has anybody maybe stood out a little bit is there a guy that that you're excited about putting on that in that gunner spot who yeah. maybe you think can, can make some plays for yeah him? i mean there's a, a bunch of guys i'm excited i'm really excited for bobby bobby's gotten better every single day this this offseason uh, he stays after practice, and uh, we get extra reps. He's really intentional about the reps he's taking. I mean, he tells me what he wants to do, and we work on that exactly. Um, other guys I'm excited about. I mean, Ify, I'd love to get Ify out there yeah. and get that horse rolling. I mean, Ify is a, it's a big man It's a out big there, man that can run. he can get going. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Trinity Benching, he has, he has a great skill set. Um, you know, a burner, can really get mm-hmm. downfield. Uh, you know, C.J. Moore, we're experimenting with him a little bit yeah. out there. You know, there's just a, we have a lot of guys. You know, A.J. Parker. He opened up that he opened up that acceleration the other day. Let us see what he got. All I, right, I, I want to see what he. I, yeah. I love to see him cover a punt. You know, really, it's it's we got about you know five six guys down in there. You know that that really get me excited. You know, I'm standing in front of them at practice, and I can just I feel them their speed off the line of scrimmage. You know, yeah. I, I feel their explosiveness. 
and that's, that's something I look for. I love that about those. It's players. gonna be fun for you come training camp. Oh man, I can't wait! I cannot wait to training yeah. camp. We get those pads on. We get our competitive just <laughs> going. It gets me going. I'm ready. Because that's some. No, no, Dan likes to do competitive periods in practice, but oh, yeah. a lot of them are centered around special teams mm-hmm. kind of concepts. Yeah, you know, too mm-hmm. the the open field tackling type type stuff yep. and agility and, and getting away from guys, being able to break tackles. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a fun aspect of practice because oh, I, I know it's it. fun watching. Oh, I love it. I get to make the you know Fib and I make the matchups and. Like I just sit there and I like scheme like a little <laughs> little like, mad I'm like scientist, Doctor Evil over here. <laughs> I love it. And then to support on the outside the Gunders and stuff, you've got to have obviously a terrific punter, and yes, you guys have that in, in, in Jack Fox. Oh and yeah, what a weapon! Oh yeah, a guy like that is. I don't think fans maybe realize, and the diehards probably do. I know mm-hmm. a lot of you football fans out there do, but when you have a guy with that amount of hang time, um, who can just you know, do a lot of different things with the ball and is annually at the top in both gross and net. And I know net is more of a team than it is mm-hmm. Jack, but to have a weapon like that, just how beneficial is it on special teams? Oh, it's huge. You know, you know, the play starts with the snapper, but really like the punter gets it going. Like, you know, uh, so having a punter that can flip the field, uh, punt directionally, like that's the biggest thing. He makes, he makes the coverage so much easier you know when he's punting and when he's on when he's on his game uh you know he's he's one of the best in the league that does it and you know no matter where he's at in the field whether it's a big field punt or either he's got to you know dial it back in the plus 50 he's got every ball to be able to do it and really you know all to answer your question all it does is just make that coverage better it makes your jerry jacobs it makes your germ your bobby price your cj moores all those guys get to go and play free play fast their job is so much more easier because jack just makes it easier for him you know he'll punt the ball over on the sideline right over the top of a gunner gunner doesn't have to run anywhere but straight downfield and make a play there it is right it's right there or either force a fair catch just off of you know jack's you know leg alone you know so you guys were in a, a pretty good situation last year just in terms of kicking obviously siebert mm-hmm. comes in and, and and does really well but then suffers the hip injury so right. you guys go get riley patterson off the new england um uh practice squad and mm-hmm. he comes in and mm-hmm. it, and is terrific um seems like it's going to be a pretty good battle between oh, yeah. those guys oh, in absolutely. camp and it, it, does anybody have the edge right now or is, or is it really just you guys are viewing this as it's 50 50 oh, going no. in and best man takes things yeah it's, it's dead even right now um we're going to go into camp and those guys are going to compete just like the rest of the team is you know it might not get a little physical you know the tackle <laughs> drills but uh as far as kicking goes you know everything is going to be measured once tra- uh, training camp gets here you know how they warm up uh how they are in our team periods you know, and everything in between, you know, the preseason games. Uh, so right now it's a, it's dead even. And I'd say we still have a great kissing, kicking situation because I think whichever player we do end up with, we're going to be happy with. Um, both players have done a really good job of improving on the things we asked them to improve on. Um, and then Austin, you know, gets just getting healthy as well. Uh, he's starting to look really good. He's coming back to where he was last year. And Riley is, is doing the same as well. So I know we talked on the top about how you have to just have your a, a pulse of the entire roster. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your focus is special teams, and, and that's where you'll be looking. But you obviously watch the rest of practice. You oh, take yeah. a look at what's going on from an entire roster standpoint. Mm-hmm. When it comes to training camp, is there anything you're excited to, to maybe watch play out, a, a position battles, a, a group maybe that's under the radar that could be really good? Is there something that jumps out to you yeah, just in camp um, that you're looking looking forward to? camp this year uh nine on seven inside run uh i'm gonna be over there a lot you know we got our offensive line is incredible incredible across the board you know we have three first round picks you know all you know every you know all five of them are are extremely talented players 
We also have a lot of high picks that we just invested in on our D-line. You know, those guys are going to be going at it. I mean, those are going to be bulls locking horns you yeah. know, every day. Uh, you know, our linebacker group is also going to be included in that drill, as well as the running backs, which are two of our other, you know, well, no, competitive group, another competitive group with a lot of talent. And, you know, all those guys are just going to go at it. You know, I love those physical drills. I love when it gets a little hot down there. Those those linemen <laughs> run a little hot sometimes. They get so, a little angry sometimes, Yeah, so, too. like, I, I like being down there for that. I'm, I'm excited to, to go and see how that plays out. And I also just see how the, our receiver room develops, you know. Yeah. We, we got a lot of guys who are looking to prove themselves and make some plays. So, you know. It's just because let's see who wants to go make the play. The play's got to be made. So, All right, since you mentioned it, obviously we know how good of a punt returner Khalif is. He yes, averaged over 10 yards mm-hmm. per um, return. I think he was fourth in the league mm-hmm. last year, and, and that's a terrific security blanket there. Mm-hmm. Jameson Williams, the rookie out of Alabama, the number yeah. 12 overall pick. I'm sure you watched some of that tape. That was pretty exciting oh, to yeah. watch. How much will you and Fit maybe – nudge Dan a little bit hey yeah put the receiver back there a little bit let's see what yeah, he can do you know we'll, we'll once he gets back out there you know we'll probably you know throw a little hints out there try to get the keys <laughs> to the car you know I'm sure I'm sure that's James, a Mercedes right there you no know, hey he might be you know McLaren or Ferrari we gotta <laughs> we gotta ask him that one um but you know I think J-Mo might he'll probably be the one asking to get back there before anybody else uh that dude's competitive I and mean, he loves ball so it wouldn't surprise me if it went out like that. You know, I heard that about him. I had Antoine Randall L. on the pod mm-hmm. last week, and mm-hmm. he said Jameson reminds him a little bit of St. Brown and the fact that you almost have to, like, reel him in. Yeah. Like, he wants to do special teams. Oh, yeah. He wants to go do this and this. And it's like, hey, St. Brown, like, you got to focus on this right now. Yeah. But Jameson seems like the same guy, just kind of a guy who just loves ball. Do you get yeah. that impression? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he lights up whenever – you know, to me, he lights up when he's in this building. Whenever I see him, he's great to be around. Even out there on the field, everybody talks about when he steps between the white lines. He definitely glows then, but when he's in this building, he's locked in. He's in every one of our special teams meetings, you know, locked in. You know, we show his a lot of his, you know, special team stuff that he did in college. You know, my favorite one is the gunner clip. I mean, yes. he goes... And he sends this dude into another realm. <laughs> so like, and you that's, don't see that often by star wide receivers. Right? Not it goes to that mindset that you talked about about wanting to do special teams, just wanting yeah. to be a football player. I mean, wanting he's to be he's a gritty field. dude. That's what yeah. and that's the type of guys that we look for. We look for guys that have grit. That you know, he, most receivers probably wouldn't want to run down on a punt after playing a full you know possession on offense. But to run down, be the first one down, and then blow someone's face off like that shows who you are. Like, that shows your football yeah. character, and this dude has exactly what we like. Especially a guy like him who, more often than not, is running those deep routes, exactly. those vertical routes, and yeah. now, boom, hey, run full speed and down and one more somebody. long play. Yeah. Yep. All right, another guy, another rookie I wanted to ask you about is mm-hmm. Malcolm Rodriguez, okay. a linebacker. Yeah. To me, hey, you, there's a smile. Yeah, your guy. And I know uh, Shep likes him as well. Right. And just a guy who maybe has, has come in and maybe made a good first impression with yeah. just his ability to pick up the playbook yeah. um, and kind of jump in seamlessly. To me, he seems like he's got a skill set that would really translate to special teams. Absolutely. Smart, mm-hmm. can play in the open field, got some speed, yeah. a, an athlete, former quarterback. For sure. You did everything four five two type guy. Oh, yeah. Just what are you the, for maybe the first impressions of 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 that young man? Malcolm, uh, very smart individual. You know, low maintenance player, and as a coach, that's a great thing. You can teach. What does him that a, mean, low maintenance? So, a low maintenance player is you you give him something, a technique to work on one time. You know, you explain it to him. You know, the first time, and he gets it. You don't have to go back to him and try to re-explain it that way or find a different way to give it to him or 
another different way to give it to him and then he can't get it out on the field like he takes you know verbal uh, coaching you know up on the board coaching whatever it is from the meeting to the practice field you know almost instantly and uh and as a coach that's a great thing because we have a lot of other guys that we have to you know catch up to the rest of the group and if you know a guy can do that on his own and we can give him the techniques he can then go and put in you know the 10,000 hours on his own you know just work on the little things the repetition of it um, and Malcolm is an amazing job at that. How much pride do you and Fip take in the fact that you guys made Rick Gosling's, you know, ranking? He obviously every year ranks the top special teams units. Mm-hmm. You guys finished in the top ten of mm-hmm. that unit, and and we talked to Dave before, and and he kind of tracks that he respects Rick, and Rick's been doing this yeah. for a long, long time. Just mm-hmm. how much pride do you guys take in the fact that as a unit overall, it's not just well, yeah, we're a pretty good punt return unit, but mm-hmm. also kick return, covering kicks, everything else associated with it, that's an overall ranking. How much pride? you take in, in being one of the better units oh, tr- overall? A tremendous amount of pride, you know, no matter whose list it is, um, anytime you can be, you know, included at the top of a list amongst the best, uh, that's where you would want to be. Um, but really, it just, it falls in line with our goals. Um, Coach Campbell, you know, he he has fit for our goals before the season. He just did that, I think, today, actually. Hmm. Um, and we have, you know, a couple of goals for our four major, you know, our four core categories for special teams. You know, that's punt return, kick return, punt, and kick cover. And uh, really, we'd like to be top 10 in every single one of those. Um, and if you average out where you're at and, and where you rank in that, you know, those four major categories and you take the average, you know, that would be the best team. And we want to be the best team in all four of those categories. Um, so it's, it's just a big thing for us. You know, like that's, we, we, set a, we set a goal for it. And normally we don't just set goals to set them like we're, we fully intend on achieving. And it seems like you got them. the players to do it. I mean, it starts with those guys. Around, yeah, it starts know, with those guys. I'm speaking with Jet Mockins, the assistant uh, Lions special teams coach. And before we go, Jet, I, I, camp is six weeks away. What What is this time for you like? I know, do you, do you get away a little <laughs> bit? Do you have to get away a little bit? Can you get away? What, what What's in your, in your plans here for the next yeah. six weeks or so before camp starts? Yeah, I like July? to travel. I'm a big traveler. So I'm going to go out to uh, Dallas for a little family trip. Okay. Um, at the end of this month, I'll come back before the 4th. You know, head up to Traverse City for a little bit, check out Northern Michigan. It'll All be right. my first time. Oh, you've never been. Yeah, so you're going to do been. the Cherry Festival up there. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, that's I am. Right around it's that, new to that me. Fourth, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a great know. time. Cherry so Festival. my wife's my wife's father lives up there right okay. on East Bay. And so we go up there every year, too. So yeah. you're going to love it. Oh, it sounds it's good. I love amazing cherries. food, drink, everything. <laughs> it, it, it's good. Cool, and cool. finally, Jet, what's the one thing you are looking forward to the most come the start of training camp? Is it a battle is it just to see how this roster goes to see how much improved you guys are what, what, what do you look forward to the most that first week of training camp just grinding getting back to it yeah. getting back out there with the players being back out on the grass you know getting better every day I love that type of regimen um, that every day that all day like we are all in on what we're trying to accomplish and uh, that's what I'm looking forward to is just getting in there and putting in the work you know we want to win a lot of games man yeah. like and there's only one way to do it, and that's to put in the work the right way. Okay, I have to ask you, done. let's finish on this. Because you have a, a really good grasp of this roster, 1 through 90, Is this? are you guys in a better situation roster-wise? It seems like Brad did a really good job of kind of filling some holes and, and getting some guys that can help you out in the draft. When you look at this roster, 1 through 90, from where you are right now, from where you were last year, how much more encouraged about the talent, the depth, and just the roster one through ninety. Uh, I mean, every single every single player, uh, you know, that's came in this off season since last season ended 
has just done a lot of good things, shown us a lot of great things. So I feel great compared to where we were last year, you know. Last year, it was a lot of learning the guys we're working with, you know, our first time working with these players. So we had to just figure out, you know, what guys do good, what guys do, you know, not so good, and putting them in positions to, you know, be successful. Now, we're coming into this year having already worked with a lot of these guys. So we've seen them in-game situations, you know, play out and, you know, quite a few stat snaps for a lot of these guys. So it gives us a really good idea of the guys that we already have that we worked with last year, how to improve those guys on what they did good, and also how to improve on what they didn't do good. And then, you know, just catching those rookies up, those guys that we didn't get to work with, it's just, you know, kind of back at square one. Sounds but like it's way better having, a, uh, you know, the larger chunk of the team already yeah. have that work done. Sounds like the theme is hit the ground running. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit the ground running. Absolutely. Well, he is Jet Mockins. Yes, that sir. was a great little half hour there. I love talking special teams because you guys, like I said, you know the roster up and down. Yeah. You know everything. I love getting you guys' viewpoints. Thanks for joining me for another episode of 20 Minute in the Huddle. We'll be back next week. Yes, sir.